0: You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Current Affairs. I'm your host, Alameen Templeton. Well, as promised, we're going to take a closer look at South Africa's uh, application before the International Court of Justice last week. Uh, having a look at um, what exactly was argued before the court and uh, what are the, uh, the different salient points of, of the two parties. Um, South Africa brought the application against Israel on December the 29th now it's highly unusual for what would be seen as a lightweight country like South Africa um, taking on taking on a heavyweight uh, although Israel is a small little country it is of course um, backed by some very serious uh, countries in the world and um, uh it was uh, It was quite astounding, and I must say uh, it really it really lifted the heart to see uh, somebody else was actually willing to take on um, the the israelis on an international forum um having a, having a look at what are the the various applications that South Africa did um it uh, it said in its application it uh, was focusing on uh, acts threatened, adopted, condoned, taken, and being taken by the government and military of Israel against the Palestinians, who they said was a distinct national, and racial, and ethnic group. Now this is important in terms of uh, the Genocide Convention because you have to be able to prove uh, that uh, action was being taken against people because they are they belong. To a distinct national group, and they are being targeted as a result. So this has to be emphasised right from the beginning. Uh, the the um, the action has been taken against the Palestinians that followed in the wake of the attack on Israel on October the seventh. South Africa contends that the acts and admissions by Israel that are genocidal in character, because. They intended to bring about the destruction of a substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial, and ethnic, ethnical group that had been part of the Palestinian group in the Gaza Strip. South Africa asserts that the relevant acts are, attribu- are attributable to Israel, which has failed to prevent genocide and is committing genocide, and which has also violated and continues to violate other fundamental obligations under the Genocide Convention. However, it asked for nine um, provisional orders to be made against Israel, ordering Israel to uh, take certain provisional measures. Uh, South Africa asked the court that the state of Israel immediately suspend military operations against Gaza. It ensures its killers take no further steps uh, 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 against Gaza, that the Republic of South Africa and Israel shall each take all reasonable measures to prevent genocide. Uh, the state of Israel shall desist, desist from all acts uh, that, uh, in particular, killing members of a group, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, and that members of the group mean the Palestinians, of course, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, and imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. Um, uh, uh, South Africa also uh, asked the court to order that Israel shall stop and prevent expulsion and forced displacement of Palestinians from their home, deprivation of uh, access to food and water, access to humanitarian assistance, including access to adequate fuel, shelter, clothes, hygiene and sanitation, and access to medical supplies, and to stop the destruction of Palestinian life in Gaza. Uh, They also ask that the Palestinian state shall uh, ensure its military does not commit any acts described in its points above or engage in direct or public incitement to to commit genocide, conspiracy to commit genocide or attempting to commit genocide. They also ask that the State of Israel take effective measures to prevent the destruction and ensure the preservation of evidence related to allegation of acts. So the State of Israel shall not act to deny or otherwise restrict access by fact-finding missions as they do so often nor prevent international mandates and other bodies to Gaza to assist in ensuring the preservation and retention of the said evidence. The State of Israel was also asked to submit a report to the court on all measures taken to give effect to the orders that uh, South Africa hopes shall be granted. And the State of Israel shall refrain from any action and shall ensure no action is taken which might aggravate or extend the dispute before the court. Then um, Minister Marama Lamola came uh, before the court and said uh, that South Africa was approaching the court very much in the spirit of Ubuntu uh, recalling uh, Mandela's words uh, when he visited uh, Palestine in '99, saying, "In extending our hands across the miles to the people of Palestine, we do so in the full knowledge that we are part of humanity that is one." Lamola then pointed out that the destruction of Israel of Palestine did not begin begin on October 7, saying that the Palestinians have suffered systematic oppression and violence for the past 76 years. Now, I'm wondering to myself, it's not often you're going to get Israel before the International Court of Justice. And I'm wondering if the South African team didn't uh, get a chance for the ICJ to also make a ruling on illegal settlements and many other aspects of Israel's actions in Gaza and the West Bank that have so far managed to escape international scrutiny. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, the, 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 the ongoing genocide is, of course, has to remain the primary concern. Uh, Lamola pointed out that since 2005, since the implementation of the siege against Gaza to punish them for voting for Hamas, Israel continues to exter- exercise control over its airspace, territorial water, land crossings, water, electricity, civilian infrastructure, as well as over key government functions. Entry and exit by air and sea to Gaza is strictly prohibited, with only two crossing points allowing people entry into the area. Given their continued effective control by Israel over the territory, Gaza is still considered by the international community to be under belligerent occupation by Israel. So South Africa unequivocally... Uh, condemned uh, the targeting of civilians uh, uh, in Israel's genocidal attacks against uh, the Gaza enclave. Um, that said, um, has, uh pointed out, I suppose this is a point that he has to make in his argument, um, no, no armed attack on a state's territory, no matter how serious, even involving atrocity crimes, such as even if the – like, say, Israel's claims about the uh, crimes committed, like the 40 beheaded babies and babies being put in a microwave oven and all those kinds of things and the mass rapes that were supposedly happening. Uh, Half half of the the deaths, uh, many senior uh, independent journalists have pointed out, could only have been caused by hellfire missiles. Hellfire missiles can't be fired from the hip. You know, you have to have them mounted on a an attack helicopter. Um, it's it's not like uh, some guy on a paraglider can uh, fly over the border with a hellfire missile firing system ready to shoot at civilians. And if you look at much of the damage that was done to cars around that concert, uh Metal has melted. There's no ways uh, that, uh, that Hamas inflicted that damage. And it's very clear that the Israeli army itself uh, inflicted a lot of the damage that they're now trying to blame uh, Hamas for. Anyway, as South Africa says, no matter how serious an attack is on a state's territory, it does not provide any justification or defense for the breaches of the convention, whether it's a matter of law or morality. Israel's response to the attack on October 7th, says South Africa, has crossed this line and gives a rise to breaches of the convention. Um, uh, then uh, after that brief, um, that brief introduction, uh, Adila Hassim then addressed the court. She thanked the court and she said... Um, She pointed out, she she gave a brief outline of uh, where Gaza is, how big it is, uh, how it's related to Israel, uh, development since 1967. And then pointed out that Israel has subjected Gaza to what has been described as one of the heaviest conventional bombing campaigns in the history of modern warfare. Palestinians in Gaza have been killed by Israeli weaponry and bombs from the air, land and sea. Uh, they dying by starvation, dehydration, and disease um, now um, it's not necessary for the court she says to establish whether this is constitutes genocide or it will be necessary all the court needs to do is to apply its mind and ask itself, do at least some of the acts alleged? Are they capable of falling within the provisions of the convention? I mean um I think with the uh the 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 lack of access to Gaza uh, the urgency of the interdict uh South Africa is not going to be able to pr- prove every single point but at least on several points it's going to be clear and unequivocal that this does uh, could be capable of being described as genocide that being the case um, it gives a lot of scope for the court to find to make a finding in South Africa's uh, favour, but whether or not it will agree to the uh, provisional um, acts that South Africa has asked to be ordered on apartheid Israel remains to be seen. Uh, the acts are de- the um, the acts of genocide that South Africa alleges are de- are detailed in its application uh, in documents. Uh, and refers in many instances to UN sources. So he says it's unnecessary for me to recount all of them over here. Um, uh, In South Africa's oral submissions, he says, we will illustrate the facts that we rely on with a limited use of audiovisual material. Um, He then said, now let's have a look. How does Israel's conduct violate the articles of the convention? He says they're genocidal acts. Killing Palestinians in Gaza, uh, the, the UN Secretary General had described the level of killing as so, is so extensive, there's nowhere safe in Gaza. Um, 30, and at the time of the court hearing, 30, 23,210 Palestinians have been killed by the Israelis in the last three months, 70% believed to be women and children. Some 7,000 are still missing, presumed dead beneath the rubble. So that would take the toll well over 30,000. Uh, He said that, um, she said uh, rather, that uh, Palestinians are being subjected to relentless bombings wherever they go. Killed in their homes, in shelters, in hospitals, schools, massaged churches, wherever they try to find food and water for their families. They've been killed if they fail to evacuate. They've been killed if they do evacuate. They've been killed in so-called places of safety and they've been killed on the way to places of safety along so-called declared safe routes. Uh, they, uh, she said the level of killing was so extensive that the, that the, those whose bodies are found are buried in mass graves, often unidentified. In the first three weeks alone, Israel deployed 6,000 bombs a week. At least, at least 200 times, it deployed 2,000-pound 2, bombs, two-ton bombs in southern areas of Palestine designated as safe, right in the midst of civilians. These bombs have also decimated the North, including refugee camps. 2,000-pound bombs are the biggest and most destructive in the world. The killing is unparalleled and unprecedented. Um, More than 1,800 Palestinian families have lost many family members, and hundreds of multi-generational families have been wiped out with no survivors. Aunts, uncles, fathers, mothers, children, children, siblings, grandparents, aunts all killed in just one go. This uh, she said that the killing is nothing short of destruction of Palestinian life. It is inflicted deliberately. It is inflicted. it is inflicted um with uh with homicidal intent. And um and uh, uh advocate uh, adila hasim said that it, it it could not be allowed to continue um, then she turned to looking uh, at because uh, you see she needs to she needs to sh- um prove like the certain elements of genocide uh, are there article article 1 was was uh killing Article 2 of of the Genocide Convention, which she also has to prove, is deliberately inflicting on group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. Now, if she's going to prove it in part, it, must, it mustn't just be a small little part. It must be a fairly large part. But it looks at the amount of deaths in Gaza. That's not going to be difficult. Uh, She said Israel has deliberately imposed conditions on Gaza that cannot sustain life and are calculated to bring about its physical destruction. First, this has been achieved in four ways. First, by displacement, forcing about 85% of the Palestinians of nowhere safe to live. They have fled their homes. The first evacuation on October 13 required evacuation of over 1 million people. That was from Gaza City. Entire hospitals were required to evacuate, even newborn babies in intensive care. The order required them to evacuate the north to the south within 24 hours. That order itself was genocidal. It requires immediate movement, taking only what could be carried. No humanitarian assistance was permitted. Fuel, water and food, other necessities of life had been deliberately cut off. It was clearly calculated, she said, to bring about the destruction of the population." For many populations, the evacuation is inevitably permanent. Israel has now damaged or destroyed 355,000 Palestinians' homes, leaving at least half a million Palestinians with no home to return to. The destruction is celebrated by the Israeli army, and with the forced displacement, Israel's conduct has been deliberately calculated to cause widespread hunger, dehydration, and starvation. The campaign has pushed Ghazans to the brink of famine. An unprecedented 93% of the population in Gaza is facing crisis levels of hunger. Of all the people in the world currently suffering catastrophic hunger, more than 80% are currently living in Gaza. The situation is such that experts are now uh, predicting more Palestinians in Gaza will die from starvation and disease than airstrikes, if the situation is not allowed to turn around if uh, delivery of humanitarian assistance does not arrive. But now this has also been refused uh, by the the Israelis. They're not allowing it in, removing the ability to distribute it through constant bombardment and obstruction. Just three three days before the arguments, uh, before the court, uh, the UN tried to deliver urgent medical supplies and fuel to a hospital and a medical supply center, and that was denied by Israeli authorities. That was the fifth denial of a mission to the center since December twenty-six, leaving five hospitals in Gaza without access to life-saving medical supplies and equipment. Um, thirdly, Israel also inflicted conditions which Palestinians in Gaza denied adequate shelter to clothes and san- uh, adequate shelter and uh, clothes and sanitation. There have been acute shortages of clothes, bedding, blankets, and non and critical non-food items. Clean water is all but gone, leaving far below the amount required for clean drinking water and for cooking. Uh, the fourth genocidal act by Israel's military, uh, which renders life unsustainable, um, and that is the attack on the healthcare system. Even by 7 December, the UN rapporteur on the Right Health noted the health infrastructure in the Gaza Strip has been completely obliterated. And then uh, those in Gaza um, are being deprived of life-saving medical care. Um, then also looked at reproductive violence. Violence against women and girls um, has been committed against Israel. Reproductive violence inflicted on Palestinian women, newborn babies, infants, and children could be qualified as acts of genocide under Article 2 of the Geneva Convention according to the UN Special Rapporteur on Violence Against Women and Girls. Israel is blocking the delivery of life-saving aid. Um, All of these acts, individually and collectively, form a collective pattern of conduct by Israel, indicating a genocidal intent. Um, This is also evident from Israel's conduct in Targeting Palestinians living in Gaza using weaponry that causes large-scale homicidal destruction, as well as targeted sniping of civilians. Designating safe zones for Palestinians to seek refuge and then bombing them. Depriving Palestinians in Gaza of basic needs, food, water, healthcare, sanitation, fuel, communications. Destroying infrastructure like homes, schools, mosques, churches and hospitals and seriously killing and injuring large numbers of children. Genocides are never declared in advance, but this court, as she said, has the benefit of the past 13 weeks' evidence that shows incontrovertibly a pattern of conduct and related intention that justifies a plausible claim of genocidal acts. Now, in the Gambia versus Myanmar case... This, the court did not hesitate to impose provisional measures in relation to allegations that Myanmar was committing genocidal acts against the Rohingya in the Rakhine State. The facts before the court, she said, are sad, sadly even more stark, and likely the Gambia versus Myanmar case deserved to demand this court's intervention. She said every day there's mounting irreparable loss of life, property, dignity, and humanity for the Palestinian people. News feeds show graphic images of suffering that has become unbearable. In the words of the UN Secretary General, Under Secretary General on uh, January 5, do you think getting aid into Gaza is easy? Think again. Three layers of inspection before trucks can even enter. Confusion, and long queues, a growing list of rejected items, a crossing point meant for pedestrians, not trucks, another crossing point where trucks have been blocked by desperate hungry communities, a destroyed commercial sector, constant bombardments, pure communication, damaged roads, convoys shot at, delays at checkpoints, a traumatized and exhausted population crammed into a smaller and smaller sliver of land. Shelters, which have long exceeded their full capacity, aid workers themselves, displaced and killed, especially ambulance drivers. This is an impossible situation for the people of Raz and for those trying to help them. The fighting must stop, she said. Then uh, Advoc- Advocate Ngubai- tobi took to the stand. Now, his purpose was to prove genocidal intent. Um... Uh, He said it's not not required to determine that the only inference to be drawn from the available evidence is genocidal, but the court uh, must be able to uh, assess the existence of an intent to destroy. Can the court come to a conclusion that there is an intent to destroy? You don't have to prove um, that you can come to no other conclusion other than this is genocide. Uh, if it's an indication of genocide, then that can be serious enough to come to uh, to make a finding of genocide. Some of the alleged acts may also amount to atrocities other than genocide, but they do not exclude the findings of plausible acts of genocide. Um, Nogai Tobi said uh, that um, Israel has genocidal intent against the Palestinians. Uh, This is uh, evident from the way the military attack uh, is being conducted. It is systematic in character. Mass displacement is happening. People have been herded into areas where they continue to be killed. That is a very important point. And the deliberate creation of conditions that lead to a slow death. There is also a clear pattern of conduct. The targeting of family homes and civilian infrastructure lay in waste to vast areas of Gaza, the bombing and shelling and sniping of men, women, and children where they stand, the destruction of the health infrastructure, and the lack of access to humanitarian assistance. So much so, he said, that as of the day of argument, 1% of the Palestinian population has been systematically destroyed. He used the word decimated, but he should have, because that means um, uh, to uh, reduce by a tenth um, um, yeah, one percent of uh, the population in Gaza has been killed, and one in forty Gazans have been injured since October seventy. Uh, since October seven, these two elements alone, says Nulay Torbi, are capable of evidence in Israel's genocidal intent. However, there is also the extraordinary feature in this case: Israel's political leaders, military commanders. And persons holding official positions have systematically and in explicit terms declared their genocidal intent. And these statements are then repeated by soldiers in the ground in Gaza as they, as they engage in destruction. So the orders have being, are being mouthed by the people at the top and uh, they've been repeated from the mouths of the people at the bottom, showing that that order has gone all the way through. All the way through, that that leader can't say, "Well, I didn't think the boys would take me seriously," but clearly the boys are taking them very, very serious, very, very seriously. Um. Uh, and of course, they immediately turned to Bibi, Prime Minister ben- Benjamin Netanyahu, in his address to Israeli forces on October twenty-eighth, urged them to remember what Amalek has done to you. This refers to the biblical command by uh, Allah Ta'ala to Saul, uh, who was um, – he was the Israeli leader after – after um, no, 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 that was Dawud. No, no, he was. He was. He followed Suleiman, and uh, Dawud followed uh, – Dawud, alayhis salam followed Saul. Um, the command given was put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. Uh, Nugay Tobi says the genocide invocation to Amalek was anything but idle. It was repeated by Netanyahu in a letter to Israeli forces on the 3rd of November. Uh, He said, let the prime minister's words speak for themselves. Then, of course, there's the Deputy Speaker of the Knesset, Israel's parliament, calling for the erasure of the Gaza Strip from the face of the earth. What does that mean? That means the absolute, absolute um, ethnic cleansing. Uh, all people are removed. And just today, we had um, we had uh, the Israeli foreign minister, uh, the name of Katz. He, he went over to Europe, uh, supposedly to... Um, to to make friends, and uh, what did he what did he do instead of like saying let's find something we can work something out, he said no we may, we need to build an artificial island in the Mediterranean and throw all of the Gazans uh, onto that island. So clearly uh, that, uh, that that bid to not just um, displace the people but to completely eradicate them from an area. Again, uh, one, of the, one of the requirements for proving genocide. Uh, he's repeating it today, today, while the Europeans are trying, to like, are trying to pull them out of the hole that they've been making for themselves. Uh, then, of course, you get Yoav Galant, who said um, Israel's completing, imposing a complete siege on Gaza. He said there should be no electricity, no food, no water, no fuel. Everything will be closed because Israel is fighting human animals. Speaking to troops on the Gaza border, he instructed them to release all the restraints and promised them that Gaza won't return to what it was before. He says, we will eliminate everything. We will reach all, all places. Nogai Tobe says, eliminate everything. Reach all places without restraints. These are all words of genocidal intent. Um, and then, of course, uh, you've had many Israeli army officers uh, referring to the, um, to the Ghazans as human animals. Um, uh, and in address to Hamas and residents of Gaza, said uh, Hamas has become ISIS, and the citizens of Israel are celebrating instead of being horrified. So he concludes, human animals are dealt with accordingly. Israel has imposed a total blockade on Gaza. No electricity, no water, just damage. You wanted hell, you will get hell. The language of systematic dehumanization, says Torbi, is evident here. Human animals, both Hamas and and civilians, are condemned. But he pointed out that within the Israeli government, this is also a widely held view. The Minister of Energy and Infrastructure, Israel Katz, who now is in um, Europe uh, today, uh, putting his is uh, in it again. He has called for the denial of water and fuel, as this is what will happen to a people of children, killers and slaughterers. This admits of no ambiguity, says Nugai Torbi. It means to create conditions of death for the pa- Palestinian people in Gaza, to die a slow death because of starvation and dehydration, or to die quickly because of bomb attacks and snipers, but to die nevertheless. In fact, Heritage Minister Amichai Eliyahu said Israel must find ways for Gaza that are more painful than death. The intent to destroy Gaza has been nurtured at the highest levels of state, says Nongai Torbi, as President Isaac Herzog has joined the ranks of those signing bombs destined for Gaza, having previously noted that the entire population of Gaza is responsible, and this rhetoric about civilians not aware, not involved, is absolutely not true. We will fight until we break their backbone. And that's Isaac Herzog, uh, who has now had uh, criminal uh, charges placed against him uh, when he went to um, to Davos in Switzerland. Uh, the Swiss uh, authorities are still not uh, saying exactly what those allegations are, but it is believed to relate to his comments about the Gaza uh, genocide. Later attempts by the president and uh, others to neutralize the speech have not altered the sting of his words, which was to tar all Palestinians as far as responsible for the actions of Hamas. Uh, the Minister of National Security has also uh, repeatedly said that they are all terrorists and they should also be destroyed. When we say Hamas should be destroyed, it also means those who celebrate, those who support, and those who hand out candy. They're all ca- terrorists and they should also be destroyed, he says. And then, of course, uh, we've seen them all: uh, <clears throat> Israeli soldiers uh, celebrating genocide in their own words. Uh, they've been filmed dancing, singing, chanting in November. May their villages born, may, Ra, may Raza be raised. There is a trend among the soldiers to fool themselves, committing atrocities against civilians in the form of snuff videos. One recorded himself detonating over 50 houses in Sujair. Other soldiers were recorded singing, We will destroy all of Khan Yunus and this house, and we will blow it up for you and for everything you do for us. These are the soldiers putting in effect uh, the commands, the words of their leaders. Mm-hmm. The commanders of the army are also of the same mind. It's not just the troops on the ground. Israeli army commander Yair ben David has stated that, that the army had done in Beit Hanun and did here in Shimon and as Levi did in Nablus, And the entire Gaza should resemble Beit Hanun. Israeli soldier Yishai Shalev published a video against the backdrop of the ruins of what was the site of Al-Azhar University with the caption, Once upon a time, there was a university in Gaza, in practice, a school for murderers and human animals. Soldiers obviously believe that this language and the actions are acceptable because the destruction of Palestinian life is articulated in state policy. Senior political and military officials encouraged, without censure, the 95 year old Israeli army reservist Ezra Yachin, a veteran of the Deir Yassin massacre against the Palestinians in 1948, to speak to the soldiers ahead of the ground invasion in Gaza. In his tour, he echoed the same sentiment while being driven around in his official Israeli army vehicle, dressed in Israeli army uh, clothes. He says, Be triumphant, be triumphant, and finish him off. And don't leave anyone behind. Erase the memory of them. Erase them, their families, their mothers and children. These animals can no longer live. If you have an Arab neighbor, don't wait. Go to his house and shoot him. We want you to invade, not like before. We want you to enter and destroy what's in front of us. Destroy houses, then destroy the one after it. With all of our forces, complete destruction, enter and destroy as you can see, we will witness things we've never dreamed of. Let them drum, drop bombs on them and erase them. A more clearer intention of genocide you will not come across. Um, a video of a soldier was posted uh, on 7 January, where he boasts that the army had destroyed the entire village of Herbet Asla. For two weeks, he said, they'd worked hard to bomb the village and executed their mandate. Any suggestion that senior political politicians did not mean what they said, much less that the meaning was not understood by soldiers in Gaza would be without merit. The scale of the destruction in Gaza, the mass targeting of civilian family homes, uh, the war being a war on children, more made clear that genocidal intent is both understood and is been put into practice. He said uh, this is also uh, followed on many, 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 many uh, statements, and then many of them are brought out uh, inciting, inciting to genocide. There is no shortage of Israeli so-called leaders inciting uh, the people of Israel to genocide. And then, of course, it's not like Israel is unaware of the destruction that's going on. Uh, it's not like they can say, "Well, we were so scared of the Khazans that we stayed on the other side of the border and we just shot um, big cannon shots over the border and we stayed away. So we didn't know what was happening when the bombs landed. Oh, no. Oh, no. There there has been too many complaints raised before the United Nations, for one, uh, the, the biggest forum, uh, uh, there is no way that israel can claim uh, that we did not know in conclusion i uh, said was saying in conclusion madam president many propagators of grave asto- atrocities have protested that they were misunderstood that they did not mean what they said that their own words were taken out of context what state would admit to genocidal intent Yet the distinctive feature of this case has not been the silent as such, but the reiteration and repetition of genocidal speech throughout every sphere of state in Israel. Remind the court of the identity and the authority of the genocidal inciters, the Prime Minister, the President, the Minister of Defense, the Minister of National Security, the Minister of Energy and Infrastructure— members of the parliament knesset as it's called senior army officials and full soldiers genocidal utterances are therefore not out in the fringes they are embodied in state po- in, in state policies he says the intent is to destroy it is plainly understood by soldiers on the ground it is also fully understood by some within the israeli society with the government facing criticism for allowing in any aid to house on the basis that it's recanting on its promise to starve civilians. Any suggestion, uh, says Adel Hussein, that Israeli officials did not mean what they said or were not fully understood by civilians and soldiers alike should be rejected by the court. The The evidence of genocidal intent is not only chilling, it is overwhelming and incontrovertible. Well... That that was uh, the South African application before the ICJ. Uh, I posted on Facebook. How do you know if uh, an Israeli an Israeli uh, spokesman is lying? You know he's lying if his lips are moving. Um. Now I must just find uh, my. Uh, downloads here you go downloads yes the, the israels uh, israel 's response Israel has come out and said it is completely misunderstood completely misunderstood uh they say you know, civilian deaths happen in warfare yes <coughs> excuse me civilian deaths do happen in 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 uh, in war. And uh, that is what is happening here. We are at war. We were attacked. In fact, you know what? the The, the Israelis are now saying that the October Seven attacks was a genocide. Because now, you know, if a uh, thousand, two hundred dead people is a genocide uh, after attack over one day, then what is an attack over hundred and eight days? Is that like 108 genocides? No, Israel Israel likes to throw anti-Semitism and uh, genocide charges around like smarties. It's very clearly uh, more adept at making the accusation than defending against it. Um, Israel says South Africa are making these... Um, making these claims for um for uh for uh, remedial action is an is an insult against israel i mean how how he says can we be a, we, we we're expected uh to just stand back and do nothing no we cannot do that um they say that uh, the arguments by South Africa, um, the arguments by South Africa uh, about the Amalek, they say that in actual fact uh, South Africa misunderstands um, uh, the Bible and hasn't read the Bible property properly, and also within that speech. Uh, the president, and uh, this is, I'm, I'm afraid, it uh, 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 is a point uh, on Israel's side. They, they do point out that the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, in that same speech, also said, "Yeah, that Israelis don't kill innocent people." So therefore, he wasn't killing. For uh, he wasn't calling for the wiping out of uh, of women and children. But uh, it most certainly could be interpreted that way, couldn't it? Yeah. Most certainly could be interpreted that way. Israel has said that it has a right to self defense It says that just because you have civilians being killed in this war doesn't mean that the war is genocidal uh, the israel Israel has said every army every every country has a right to defend itself, and uh, every every country has a right. To um, to go on the offensive if it is being attacked, uh, asking Israel to cease and desist from all of its uh, actions in Gaza means that they they uh, must just uh, just lay down their arms and die, just die. They're just asking us to die, says Israel. Um, it is true. It is valid. Uh, I'm surprised uh, that they haven't uh, drawn on other examples of uh, civilian massacres, such as um, as happened in Dresden in Germany in World War II, as happened in the Japanese cities uh, in World War II as well, the firebombing of Japanese cities. Uh, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people, uh, more people in one night died uh, in those air, air, airborne assaults. Uh, in one night, died than have died in the entire um, the entire Raza genocide so far. However, um, there most certainly wasn't a systematic effort to kill, to target, to blow up. There was indiscriminate. It was absolutely indiscriminate. Apartheid Israel, however, in its reply to South Africa's application, uh, says that it's entitled uh, to kill civilians if uh, if um, a fighting occurs in civilian areas. And uh, what with uh, Gaza embedded with the civilian population? Uh, I mean, Hamas being embedded with the civilian population. With Hamas in actual fact coming from the civilian population, Uh, basically, in many ways, Israel seems to be saying that um, it's impossible to differentiate, and so therefore we don't bother. Because I think it's it's been clearly shown that Israel is not bothering to differentiate between Hamas and civilians. Um, Israel has also said that South Africa uh, did not raise a difference. There has to be a difference between the parties um uh, for for this matter to be brought to court, and South Africa has not established uh, enough of a difference uh with israel has not engaged in an argument with israel has not uh listened to israel's side of the story, and because there has not been this necessary engagement by um uh, by South Africa before bringing this uh, this hearing um it is it's uh it it has not um fulfilled the conditions to bring a charge of genocide against uh, apartheid israel um uh, israel has repeated its claims that uh, hamas is attacking uh, from hospitals and schools um I really do think, I mean, I haven't been able to access the papers. I've only been able to access the arguments so far from the ICJ case. Um, and I really think South Africa should have, uh, should have reminded the, course, the court about uh, the, the Al-Shifa hospital. Uh, we th- th- that was the big that was the big case that was the big test case as far as the world was concerned, as far as ordinary people in the street were concerned, Israel was saying yes that they are tunnels and there's this major command center under Al shifa Hospital and then of course they found nothing there was nothing there were no they found a lift shaft it wasn't a, it wasn't a tunnel they they found a, a list uh, written on a wall that they said was uh, gave the names of all the guards who were guarding the prisoners, but in actual fact it was just an ordinary calendar with the days of the week, written in Arabic. Um, So with Shifa Hospital, uh, Israel was very clearly shown to the entire international community that it had been lying about tunnels being underneath the hospital. Now, you remember that about 15 babies died in the incubators because uh, the staff were evacuated uh, forcibly from the hospital. And uh, the soldiers said, no, don't worry. We will, take, uh, we will take the babies in the incubators and we'll look after them. When they returned to the hospital, the babies' bodies were still in the incubators, dead and rotting. So, uh, I, I, I think uh, the Al Shifa case should have been highlighted uh, in South Africa's arguments because I think that very clearly showed to the world. And uh, with the whole world knowing, that then, of course, puts uh, additional pressure on the judges. You know, they know that the whole world already knows, they know that if they come to a different conclusion to the rest of the world, Uh, they're going to have to be able to fall back onto some really hard evidence. And that hard evidence has been very thin on the ground uh, in the Israelis' uh, reply to the South African application. So Israel is saying, just because we're killing civilians doesn't mean it's genocidal intent. We give warnings, um, and we have tried to minimize uh, civilian casualties, Well, although although also it's it's very strange, you know, you, you, you look at the extent of the destruction. You see the bombs going over, you see the airplanes flying. You know, Israel is destroying and blowing up all these buildings. Then Israel tried to come along with an argument that no, no, these buildings were destroyed by Hamas. it's 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 arguments like that it's arguments like the, the 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 calendar on the wall is a list of the guards you know that we're, were guarding the prisoners it's arguments like that that show me that these these israelis have become incredibly stupid i mean i used to rate israelis on on sharpness and intelligence um but uh, the the falling apart of the command structure under Al Shifa Hospital, uh, and then they, they 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 patently clumsy and amateurish lies that are clearly lies. Oh no, well no, all of the buildings have been destroyed in Gaza because um, because Hamas is booby trapping the buildings. This is what they argue before the court that in actual fact most of the destruction in Gaza has happened as a result of Hamas booby-trapping the buildings and blowing them up. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not a very convincing argument, is it? I mean, uh, you, you can understand even how how non-Muslims would would sit back and feel as though Israel had slapped them in the face, expecting them to believe such a... Such a um, peggily kind of um, uh, uh, counter-argument that you can expect somebody to believe such utter rubbish. And that, in essence, is what the, the Israeli reply uh, has amounted to. Um, they have managed to def- uh, perhaps deflect some criticism from Bibi uh, uh, regarding the Amalek uh, uh, accusation. Um but uh, the fact of the matter is there are just too many other statements made by Bibi, uh, too many other statements made by too many other Israeli politicians. Did, 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 did you see that development a few, a few days ago? Uh, the defense minister walked out of the cabinet meeting uh, because his chief of staff was not allowed to attend. Chief of Staff wasn't allowed to attend because he wasn't uh, trusted by Bibi, who's now insisting that all of his cabinet men and members take lie detector tests <laughs> um, uh, before attending the cabinet meetings. I'm wondering, huh, if Israel's cabinet if they all took a lie detector test, I think they would all fail, every single one of them. And Bibi will be there. Uh, okay, so Bibi, what's the result? What's the result? We we we, we take the lie detector test. Which one of us is lying? Ah, uh, no, guys, sorry, but uh, we're gonna to have to go back to the drawing board because it looks like we're all lying. Even me, I'm lying as well. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, I guess we knew that from the start. Yes, and so it is. The white Jews of Israel, the putative Jews of Israel. Uh, there are many there there, there there are many Sephardic Jews who would say that they're not Jews at all, and uh that's my point too. They can say that they 're Jewish, but I will refuse to believe them every step of the way well uh that's a summing up of uh of the i c j case and uh, israel's reply. I hope you found it informative I hope you found it illuminating um We'll be having more of this. Uh, if you want to tune in tomorrow, uh, uh, Worldview will be on the, on the go again uh, in the afternoon between uh, between one and two. Uh, no, twelve and between twelve and one. I'm on between twelve and one every day, Monday to Thursday. And uh, then I'm also on in the evenings, so on Tuesday evening, Wednesday and Friday evening. So anyway. Alhamdulillah, it's really great to be back. Uh, Jazak Allah for joining us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.